to Jackie. Uncle Jack. Slanger. Cranberry juice. It's a natural diuretic. My girlfriend drinks it when she's got her period. What do you get, your period? I'm the guy that tells you there are guys you can hit, and there's guys you can't. Now, that's not quite a guy you can't hit, but it's almost a guy you can't hit. So I'm going to make a fucking rolling on this right now. You don't f***ing hit him. You understand? Yeah, excellent. Fine. What is up, everybody? My name is Jake, and this is another episode of the Rotten Potatoes Podcast, a podcast where four friends sit around and watch movies that you absolutely should have already seen, but one of us hasn't, and I'm here with three of my friends. Well, two and a half. Oh, my next word. Well, Are we going to the new order? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought we always like stuck with the old order, even if we moved around. Oh, well, I mean, we're here now, we, so... We've never tested that. <laughs> yeah, I'm never. Scott. We have when we uh, record remotely. But they didn't know where they were in the position of the room. Yeah. Like, we just got lucky. We had a virtual room. <laughs> That's the half of a friend. Though, I was <laughs> Scott is uh, currently laid up and uh, looking ridiculous. And we have to, Jake has to completely turn around in order to address <laughs> him directly. Yeah. I, I'm just more comfortable sitting behind Jake. Well, let's finish our introduction. I'm Scott. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. And uh, Jake, what movie are we talking about? If you couldn't tell with all the bleeps that I'm sure you had to hear, this is The Departed. Mm. Uh, and it's uh, it's not for kids, I would say, <laughs> with the language. I don't think you said it right. I think it's The Departed. The Departed. The Departed. Yeah. With Sorry. the car on the pack. <laughs> I kind of like Scott's vibe right now. I'm not going to lie. He's just holding the mic head and... Oh, I love it. I, I had to turn around to see him and I you do what you got to do. Bada bing, bada boom. You know, <laughs> that was a, a little, little Jersey. Yeah. Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're all the same over there. <laughs> over there on the other side of the country. Everywhere near New York is just New York to me. Oh, Boston in particular would take great offense. I think. I hope so. <laughs> they're not people. If there are any Bostonians that listen, stop. <laughs> so so mean to say that for this episode yeah and especially from a guy laying down <laughs> and especially from a guy who i think in like a previous episode said that his favorite accent in the united states was a boston he accent did, and i never gotten over that <laughs> i don't know what episode was that my cousin Vinny. Oh, okay i don't hate bostonians but i do hate the way they talk <laughs> I, yeah no i actually do like the way they talk and i'd love to visit boston someday i've never been i don't think they want you there yeah I, I think you just got uninvited they don't listen to this they might just, just play uh augustana like as you like like come in and then they'll they'll oh, yeah, be okay i'm sure they yeah. love that they song. love it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, All you need to know about Boston is the Depotted and uh, Augustana. <laughs> well, and, and you also Murphy's. Yeah, you definitely need to know Sweet Caroline because that uh, is a real like that is a town favorite. I didn't know that. Why? I don't. I don't know why. But the Boston Red Sox, like 
they play that song and everyone sings every game. Interesting. I thought the boss, wouldn't the guest. I thought the Red Sox were the team that always played the "Why do you build me up just to let me down" at the seventh inning stretch. No, that's the Angels. Is that the Angels? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Opposite side of the country. <laughs> but the same color you, scheme, though. Have you been to a Red Sox game? No, I just thought it was because the Red Sox suck. Have you been to an Angels game? I've been to a few Angels games. Yeah. Did you hear that at an Angels game and think no. like, "Am I in Boston?" I don't think I heard it at an uh, Angels where, game. I'm curious where you. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was because the Red Sox suck. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> is what? that Does synonymous? that song indicate <laughs> yeah. that they suck? Is that synonymous get, with build me a buttercup? Because they get built up and then let down. It's like, oh, oh like, no. it, it looked like we were doing good and then they, they get let That feels down. pretty self-aware for a baseball team yeah. <laughs> to play know, their man. own games. That's just what I thought happened. <laughs> the fans love this. Yeah. <laughs> oh Point out how gosh. terrible we are. When you, when you wait like 100 years to win a World Series, I think you know. Um, but they still have multiple World Series wins. The Angels only have one. It's true. Two thousand two. I remember that one. How was old that, were uh, you? Was, was, da- was David Eckstein on that team? Yeah, he was. You know what? Nice. The uh, the baseball coach at my college was on that team. Really, uh, Troy Percival. He he went on to coach UCR are, baseball. Are you huh. in college? When I went to college, oh. I went to a place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what do you guys say we do a little bit of just the facts about this movie? Let's do it. Uh, So this was directed by Martin Scorsese. uh, Dare I say, of course, uh, written by William Moynihan. Uh, It came out on October 6, 2006, with a runtime of 151 minutes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 90%. uh, IMDb gave it an 8.5. And uh, it did, it brought in $291 million on a $90 million budget. So a nice 3.2x return. Uh, it did win four Oscars this year uh, for best picture, best director, best adapted screenplay, uh, and best film editing. And it was nominated. Uh, Mark Wahlberg got the best supporting actor nom, but didn't win. I didn't know that Mark got nominated for this movie. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, I was thinking about, like, why, why, like, none of the three leads really got like the lead actor nom. And I think it's really because you can't give it to one and not give it to one of the other two. That's what I was trying to think is like, I don't know who I would call the lead in this movie. Well, I think that I think it's a, like a pretty shared lead. Like, yeah. Well, and part of that too was that, um, whatever studio it was that, that produced this one also produced blood diamond and they ran with Leo and blood diamond. They campaigned him instead of this movie too. Probably again because he was more the the clear lead, which is funny because I I think it's a worse performance. Oh, obviously, it might be Leo's uh, worst performance that I've seen. Quick, quick, just uh, judgment across the room: better or worse than Blood Diamond? Better than Blood Diamond. (laughs) I wanted to ask Jake: Did you pick this? Was there any part of you that picked this to atone for your sin of picking Blood Diamond? No, I've kind of forgotten about Blood Diamond. I know it's my only regret on this podcast, but I don't think about it very much. Okay. Uh, I just it lives with me constantly. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that it does. Jake, Jake's over here living and let live, and Zach's over here like just holding on to Mm -hmm. Blood Diamond. Yeah. No, I picked this movie because I don't know. I probably watched it when I was in high school, maybe like 10 or 12 years ago. And I remember liking it fairly well. And I thought, Oh, I should pick this movie at some point if uh, somebody hadn't seen it. And then I watched it again. I hardly remembered. I remembered so little about it that I forgot that uh, Jack Nichol 
hats and yeah got it yeah uh, I, that is funny it's jack that, that's still a, yeah, yeah. No, i'll do it till the day i die um <laughs> i forgot he was an fbi informant like i forgot that uh, much of the movie i loved it watching it again so much more than i thought i did i was i i was like really tired one day but i was like i have to watch it i don't have a lot of time this was on monday and i was like i'm gonna start it now and i'll finish it tomorrow even though i hate doing that and then instead i stayed up to one in the morning to finish this movie because i just didn't want to stop watching it i really liked watching it again yeah you know i had seen this movie before uh i hadn't seen it that close to when it came out i think well when it came out i was 16 uh and so you know it was a little bit too violent and a little too cursy for me to like sell that to my parents uh Uh, but i saw it a couple of years later probably just right out of high school and absolutely loved it and watching it again this time with a little bit more of a critical eye i loved it uh even more i think um and i am gonna go back on something i said in a previous episode where I said that Gangs of New York was my favorite Scorsese, The Departed is my favorite Scorsese. It edges out Gangs of New York for my personal enjoyment. It's it's tough for me to say if I think this is a better movie than Goodfellas, which I think is my favorite Scorsese, but I think I think it's more entertaining. Yeah, that's fair. Zach, you had seen this movie before. Yeah, I had. Yeah, what mm-hmm. do you think watching it through this time? Um, well, I've seen this movie a lot. Um, this is probably the the Scorsese film that I've seen the most. So I already knew that I was going to have a ton of fun with it, and I did have a ton of fun with it. I always have a ton of fun with it. Um, but I did try to watch it a little bit with a more critical eye, and I actually think I liked it maybe a little bit less this time, um, but still had so much fun in, in a lot of ways. Um, I, I think back on the Goodfellas episode, I said Goodfellas feels like the Godfather's like unruly little brother. And I feel like this movie feels like Goodfellas' son who like can't really like live up to the standard that his dad has made and he's on ADHD and taking coke but is also like way more fun and funny. Um, I feel like that's what The Departed is for me. So this is the nephew to The Godfather. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, but at the same time, like I remember watching this movie at, at times thinking like, this kind of has like underwear movie vibes a little bit. Like I feel like this could be on the underwear list, but then also at times thinking, (laughs) is this the best movie I've ever seen? (laughs) Like this is so amazing and so freaking entertaining. And I remember like the next day, just like, I want to watch it again. Mm. Like every day that week I was just like, I could watch the departed right now Mm -hmm. and just love it just as much as I did two days ago when Mm. I watched it. I I really love this movie. I I don't think it's Scorsese's best. I think um, I, I think, I appreciate Goodfellas more, but I think I have more fun with this. Um, mm. And I think this is the most fun Scorsese film that I can think of that I've seen at least. Yeah, I would say it's definitely the most fun. Yeah, definitely. For but sure the most fun. On the nose, like if you were to describe this movie to somebody and then say it's really fun, I feel like they would think you were crazy. Because yeah. you're like, oh, well, like it's about this guy who, you know, he's like <laughs> trying to redeem his family's reputation. He wants to be a cop. He goes undercover and ruins his life. And then this other guy. And then you're like, and it's just so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's interesting about it is like it could have been a bit. It, it could have been bleaker. It could have been played a little bit more somber and dark. And, and I'm glad it, it wasn't. It's kind of not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people might say that uh, Wolf of Wall Street is maybe Scorsese's most fun, but I have more fun with this. Yeah, I have. Way I more enjoy fun this, with this quite a bit more. Uh, the these people, I don't 
actually hate any of them. I hate everyone in Wolf of Wall Street. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I root for people in this movie. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, it's yeah. I watching? haven't either. It. I mean, we might we might put it on. I mean, we've we've done we've done quite a few Scorsese. Maybe we don't need to, but it it's. I I would say it's it qualifies. It was a remake of something older, right? No, no, it was an original. Yeah, I don't think so, but but this... it's based on the. I mean, they're both based on true stories. So the Departed yeah. is based on a true story. So's Wolf of Wall Street is also based on a true story. It's based on real people. And this movie, funnily enough, is a remake. This was oh, a remake, this is a remake. Yeah, of a, a Chinese film called Infernal Affairs, which I wanted to try to make time to watch. Um, it's not on any streaming service I have, and and I didn't have time for, but I'd like to. I've heard it's good. Scott, you were a late bloomer to this, though. Uh, yes, yeah, I was a late bloomer to this. I think <laughs> I had seen your your hesitation made me. Uh, <laughs> I was a little concerned. nervous. Yeah. I was like, did I did I break the rules? Yeah. Uh, I think I had seen like maybe the very beginning of this mm. uh, when I was like young, younger. I don't. When did this come out? Two thousand six. When we were yeah. sixteen. Yeah. Um, but I definitely didn't watch the whole thing. Um. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I think it's probably my favorite Scorsese that we've done so far. Um, I think uh, Damon and uh, Leo and uh, old cranky dude all all did a, a great job in their roles. Martin Sheen. <laughs> yeah, Martin Sheen. <laughs> yeah, Martin Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I was definitely thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> nice um, pull, Zach. <laughs> yeah, it, it's surprising to me that... Um, I forget his name. The guy who Mark got nominated, Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah, it's surprising me that he got nominated for something. He had such a whatever small role in this. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I it was better than what I was expecting. I was expecting it to kind of just be a whatever time with a lot of like gore and cursing, and I'm it was still some of that. Yeah, but I think it executed better than I thought it was going to. Mm. what what about it made you think that it would be a whatever time i'm just curious I'm like, just because i've had whatever times with his other movies okay that's fair yeah like i gave gang 7.1 uh-huh. right um i gave uh what was the other one we did goodfellas goodfellas i think i also gave a 7.1 wow okay <laughs> <laughs> i was actually awesome. just looking at it and i don't know if our sheet is wrong it shows that you zach you gave a 7.1 to gangs of new york I, I don't really like Gangs of New York. Oh, okay. So that was what you much. actually gave it? That was accurate. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, yeah, Zach loved Goodfellas. I don't think he loved Gangs I loved Goodfellas. Yeah, that was, we had that, because I was like, oh no, this is my favorite Scorsese. And then we kind of talked, and that's why I was like going back on it, because I was the only one who really like. I liked Gangs of New York, just not as much as I remembered. Yeah. And in this movie, I liked way more than I remembered. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I... I really watching back through that, that I really liked this time was uh, I know it's a small thing, but I thought they casted young uh, Mark Wahlberg or not Mark Wahlberg, young Matt Damon. So well, like that kid looked like he could have been. Yeah. Matt Damon. I always appreciate that when they can do that because sometimes you see a kid and you're like, there's just no way. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and we're going to talk about that soon. I cannot wait till next episode <laughs> where we're going to talk about some young casting. Yeah. 
I, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to give away too much, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like they, they really did. Scorsese and his team did a, a really good job casting that kid because, uh, he was a, he was a spitting image for sure. I also, I, I, I think I have to disagree with Scott. Like, I don't, I don't know that I think Mark Wahlberg should have been nominated for this, but I really liked him in this movie. And I usually don't like Mark Wahlberg very much. I don't know if it's just because he didn't need to act very much. He's already a jerk from Boston, so he can be a jerk from Boston. Uh, but I did a great job in this. I really think so too. Like, and, and I don't know to me, like, I don't know to your point or maybe the opposite. I'm really not sure. Like I'm, I'm undecided. I could be convinced either way, but I really believed him in this role. Yeah. Like he just felt like that cop to me. Like I was never thinking like Mark Wahlberg is. You yeah. Know. Well, you no. want to know why is cause he said that he was just playing every cop who ever arrested him when he was younger. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I agree with you guys. I love Mark Wahlberg in this movie. I think he's awesome. I think he did a great job. Yeah. And I love that he is kind of the, like, he becomes the angel of death at the end. Like, uh, it's yeah. my favorite part about the movie yeah. is the very last scene. Yeah. I think that there there are two things that I really like about the ending of this movie. And one is that it doesn't give us what we want. And then it also gives us exactly what we want. Mm -hmm. Where I think it would be a little bit too convenient and we would get too much what we want if everything worked out for Leo. And I want, but I want everything to work out for Leo. But then mm -hmm. he gets just killed so abruptly. Ugh. And it's so jarring. Yeah. But then you're like, man, I can't believe they're letting Matt Damon get away with it. And I would have been mad mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Matt Damon got away with it. And then he just gets whacked at the end. And I love both of those things about it. Yeah. And what's perfect is that we don't have anything more. Yeah. And uh, to bring up a sequel that, Jake, you might kill yourself. Over. No, they're not going to do. They're not. There's no plans oh, to. Okay. But Mark Wahlberg and the writer Moynihan campaigned to do a sequel. I mean, if if it was if it was still Scorsese, I think I would be here for it. I'd oh. be nervous. I wouldn't want it. Well, and because uh, the the idea that Moynihan, I think he kind of like he he came up with either a pitch or maybe he wrote like a, a rough draft or something like that. But he said that it would center around. Mark Wahlberg's character. Right, I figured. He'd be the protagonist. Yeah. And it would take place before, during, and after The Departed. Which is kind of a cool idea, but I don't like that Dingham is the protagonist. Because I think what we get of him in, in this movie is like the perfect amount. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think if we got more of that, like if we got like, especially in like total screen time, if we got more of that, it would become, it would wear on me. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a very very strong character and he's utilized really well to where like the little bit you get you're like oh this is awesome yeah. like i you know you kind of want more yes yeah. but it's i think because you get so little because With you're a character left like yeah. that you're only you only ever want more or have too much yeah like right. using him the right amount is leaving you wanting more right mm -hmm. yeah that's no you're right you're right uh what uh what about uh like just some of the like supporting cast, like some of the other goons in this movie, um, like Frenchie, who Mr. French, who we like hear, uh, heard in our opening, uh, opening scene. Uh, I love him. He's probably, he, he's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like he's just such an interesting character and I feel like the actor played played him super believably. He was in what I think was the funniest part of the movie, which is when 
uh, Leo bashes that guy's teeth in, mm-hmm. and then he's like in the middle of, yeah. of like interrogating that guy. He's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, "That's Joey Bags." It, he's like, "Take it easy." <laughs> That's that was a really funny part. But actually, the funniest part to me, which is funny because they're also roughing someone else up, is when Leo shoots the guy in the knee. Oh. He's like, "I thought I'm supposed to go into shock. <laughs> I'm not going into shock." Yeah. It hurts so bad. Yeah. <laughs> That was funny. Yeah. Uh, I, so I said something very similar with Goodfellas in that I think a strength of Goodfellas is that like the, every character down to like the most minuscule character is still really interesting and like developed enough to where I, I want to know more about that character and enjoy seeing them. And I felt the same way in this movie. Mm. I feel like every character is really unique and, um, is specific to this movie really funny i think like most of these characters are really funny and i loved mr french or frenchy whatever his name was i loved him i loved like queen in um i loved alec baldwin's character oh I like, like the baldwin. supporting cast in this movie is so good is mr french's real name i don't remember what his name is i think it's mr. yeah no french, right because uh scott's joking because that's a, a question that's, that's a, line, that, in that's a line in the movie oh okay it's when when jack nicholson first sits down next to uh next to uh bill will costigan uh when he sits down he's like do you know who i am and he's like you had a conversation with my my friend mr french and his he says is that his real name that's right and yeah. he's like man wise ass huh like yeah it's his real name like, <laughs> uh, i loved uh what was jack i like how you've seen this movie Costello. a thousand times scott's seen it once and he pulled a, a deep yeah. quote oh, I'm, I'm off. <laughs> I am, well, also i watched it yesterday uh, so. okay <laughs> movie dialogue i'm i'm awful like i cannot recall lines but, and you guys do it all the time and i never know you do hear his actual name though when he does the when he's asking for all the social security numbers and everything the citizens trust yeah they do say his name once i don't remember what it was like charlie or something uh jack nicholson calls him by name at, at yeah. least once too yeah i think uh my favorite part of this movie though was jack nicholson what's his character's name i forget frank costello frank yeah, costello yeah. i think that this is probably my favorite jack nicholson performance it's just it's fun it's a good time. I don't mean maybe, maybe it's not the best, but I I enjoy it the most. I think he's very uh, charismatic, even though he's a terrible guy, and he's just fun to watch. Like, he's super charismatic because even when like I don't know like the the one of my favorite scenes with uh, Nicholson was when uh, there when he's sitting down with Bill and they're talking about uh, he says you know if my if your old man saw me here with you he would kill seven people just to slip my throat. Uh. And like your uncle, like, you know, he was a good guy too. And, you know, but he would also kill me. And I think about that. I think about these things. It was like, I don't know. And then he says, like, if you thought about going back to school, like it was like a really interesting, like, even though Jack Nicholson, uh, you know, uh, Frank is such a, a terrible character, such a violent, vicious person. He still has a, like a moral code that like you know like he respects these these departed men and you know at least makes a a small effort to try and keep bill out of this life yeah no i think that that was an interesting scene because i that's not something i would have expected from his character up to right that point. right yeah. but it's cool to see i don't know i i respect and i think it's martin scorsese's uh i think it's his uh 
pet interest is obviously uh, organized crime. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's very fascinated by that world and he has a lot of respect for that world. And, and I do think that like he has and like showed like, uh, really well, like there is a certain, there is a certain honor among thieves, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, and I don't know. It's cool to, it's cool to see that rather than us just like always kind of seeing, um, you know, these people as being very one dimensional as, as, as just defined by their criminal acts. Like, I think we see French being more so like defined just by his criminal acts. Uh Um, but Frank being the, the most criminal is, is still like a really complex character. And I agree with you. I think this is Jack Nicholson. I, I might say it's his best performance. I Jack was one of my least favorite parts of the movie, to be honest. Really? really? Yeah, I I didn't care for. Uh, I I think that I like Costello on paper, but um, he was just like one of the least engaging characters for me. Um, I I, I didn't find him very compelling. I found him like kind of frustrating um to watch and and at times just really goofy. Like I feel like he brought just kind of a, a goofy vibe. At times, which I, I would assume is intentional. I, I swear you texted me and said that you loved him. No, I didn't. You can check. I'm going I, to. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think I know what you mean, but I think I read it as uh, insane. Mm-hmm. Not goofy, like silly, like more goofy, like, like he's crazy. Because uh, yeah. like, like right in the beginning, like... French tells him like you really need to talk to somebody <laughs> like right after they execute the and he's like she felt kind of funny yeah. you know <laughs> I mean I think that that's like ultimately what it is like that's what's what's under the surface is like that he's just like insane but like what bubbles up is like a goofy weird like he kind of gives like creepy uncle vibes oh yeah, yeah. he he's he, that's what he is I think, he's yeah. the creepy uncle yeah he's the creepy uncle that sells drugs and murders people yeah he's yeah. the creepy uncle that if you cross him he's gonna savagely murder you sure yeah uh but he just didn't i don't know he didn't do much for me in this movie oh, like so, um oh, yeah. sorry, just oh. to vindicate you zach i just misread your text you said this might be my least favorite jack nicholson role and i just missed the least entirely Got just, it. just yeah. freudian misread yeah, i was like well i really like it so he must be saying it's his favorite we're good it's definitely not my favorite jack nicholson performance um that i've seen i i, I don't know if i would say it's I, like i wouldn't go as far to say it's bad but it's just not one of my favorites like yeah and, and he's my least favorite character to see on screen in this movie I loved him and Leo together. Leo, Leo was great. I don't know. I'm surprised you didn't like him. Yeah. I think also just for a little bit of research that I did, Jack Nicholson, the actor, just like brought some really weird decisions to this movie. Like it was his idea to have Costello in the opera and Uh-oh. then like be with the two hookers after that and like throw, he's throwing Coke on him. Uh huh. Oh, which was like, I was such a weird jarring. It scene. was weird. Yeah, that yeah. Was like his decisions. That was like, he wanted to do that. His yeah. contribution. To the- yeah. And like, it, it kind of sounded like he had a bit of like a carte blanche in this movie. He's just oh, like, I'm I sure want to do did. this. And Martin's like, okay, let's go with it. It's like, Hey I mean, Marty, Marty, Marty. Cause the whole, like he's Jack Nicholson. He's the whole theater. Like the whole theater scene was his idea to not the, I don't think the scene itself, but like the, his prop yeah. he brought was his idea Ugh. and that whole bit, which I really hated. Um, that sounds that like him though. That sounds like Jack Nicholas or net Jack Nicholson. Now I'm doing it. Jake. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to curse you. <laughs> You've cursed me now. Out of, um, where does this rank out of like our six Jack Nicholson movies? 
I think we've only done like the film, the film itself, or like, like his performance in them. Yeah. So we have like um, a few good one, men. One flew over the one flew over the next. A few good men is my favorite. That's so good. And him in it because it to me like I think of Leo's performance first in this movie, and then I think of Matt Damon's performance second before I think of Jack and in a few good men, yeah, I think, I think of Jack before anyone. Oh. And there's like a mile uh, like between him and then Tom Cruise. I like, I, I think a few good men is like his movie huh. and he's in it like 20 minutes or so. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think that's just how amazing his performance is in that film. So that's for sure. My favorite. I like him more in the shining too. I did. I didn't love if you, uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. So I probably like him more in the departed. I don't remember what else we've done with him. I think it's it. Okay. That might have been it. I don't know. I just figured there was one or two I was missing. Way to stay humble. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, normally Scott would be uh, furiously uh, firing away at his computer to find the information before bringing it up. But now that he's laid up, he just has to revert to his memory. I can't. I can't like type Jurassic Park (laughs) (laughs) and then search for all the Jack Nicholson references. I just. I thought that you were typing Jurassic Park in your mind's IMDb. Yeah, because even though that's not how you're working right now, it's still how your brain works. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rating, uh, you know, some other movie a one star just for the kicks, you know, while you just find more information. Mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of, uh, so uh, one of my favorite, and it's not even really like a, his most like charismatic moment, but I think my favorite uh, Jack Nicholson moment from this movie. Um, and it could have been just part of all of the energy going on around it and the song playing too. Uh, but when they're in the car going to the meet and he's on the phone with, uh, Matt Damon and he's like telling him to like lose the tails and you know, he's like fighting back and forth with him. And then the music cuts out and he just screams at him like, lose the tails, like lose the day, just silence. And then he's like, all right. And then Dropkick Murphy's needle drops back in. And it was like, all of that was just so like fun and exciting. And like, I'm, I'm captivated to what's happening on screen. I think that the, the, uh, the licensed music, I guess that would you call it? What, yeah. There was a lot of really good choices in there and not, not even like, oh, these are my favorite songs. Like I don't listen to the Dropkick Murphys all the time. Sure. But that was perfect oh, for this movie. It really was. Uh, and I think that that definitely did help that yeah. scene how do you guys feel about uh films reusing a song that they've already used earlier in the movie is that like a, a cinema sin or no i think it can't for me it can go either way yeah like i think that it's the greatest cinema sin of the second transformers movie do they do that it, it's that, the same the green day or i i think it's green day i think it's the same green day song that they needle drop the exact same part like six times that was what i've done what is that i don't know oh. it's been a long time so maybe you're right <laughs> oh man yeah that's bad that's really I, there's a lot of sins in the transformers franchise I think it depends what they're trying to do with it. Like yeah. if you're like intentionally trying to recall like a feeling or something or like bring the person's mind back to a scene, I think it makes sense to use as a vehicle. But outside of that, I probably would avoid Right. That. I agree. Yeah. 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 I think I agree. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. I think it all depends on the execution. Um, and I think that it's done well in this movie. Yeah. And sometimes I really like it. 
You Me know, too. Like, Sometimes I'm glad they do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and like even recently, like uh, because another thing that that sometimes uh, people will do is just uh, license multiple songs from like the same artist. Yeah. Like I was watching a Netflix show, um, and like this most I don't even remember the name of the show. I probably couldn't tell you anything about it other than it was some like t- like kind of teeny drama type thing, and uh, they at like multiple points in the season, uh, pulled in songs from an artist. I really like Wolf Alice. Oh yeah. Cool. And so like they played a ton of songs of like their discography at like specific points that like seemed to me like being in the know a little bit, it felt like there was like a connection like between that character and that artist kind of thing, you know, like, and I thought that was really cool. It like, it actually told me something about the character. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think there's ways to do it that like it serves the, it serves your like emotional connection. But yeah, then there are some times where it just feels like a, like a, a way to like win over the audience. Like, I think that movies like, frankly, like the fast movies tend to like use those licensed songs as a way to just win you over to a moment that otherwise it's like, maybe oh, you're really, not invested I like this in. song. So I yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the way that the fast, uh, does it at least for me personally is like convey, uh, like an environment that I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> They're like, we're, you're at this car race and we're definitely going to be blasting Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> it's probably accurate, but I would not want to be there. I feel like you could say, I'm glad I'm not there for any moment in any Fast and Furious movie, and I would be accurate to me. I, I, I don't want to be at any part of that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, oh, Scott, did you have something to say? No, I was going to say, uh, no. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, uh, it t- just because, Tyler, you had brought up earlier a, a scene that you found like really compelling and gripping, and I, I wanted to hear a little bit more about if there were any specific scenes for you guys that that made you feel that way. I have one. If you guys, yeah, why don't you jump in? I Queenan being thrown out of the building. Oh, is like that's when I thought to myself, like, is this my favorite movie of all time? <laughs> oh, that like, was. Oh, I'm so locked in, and like, I have so much adrenaline coursing through my veins right now. This is the sickest movie I've ever seen. Uh, I, I, and it's like it, the kind of movie where I think I probably remembered more than you did, Jake, but it was like, I don't remember this movie getting me so good the way that it is right now, but it does every time, every time I watch it, I'm just like, this is so freaking awesome. I feel like, yeah, I feel like if I watched it next week, I might be, I might feel the same way that I felt Yeah, last on Monday watching yeah. it. So yeah. That was a good one. I don't think I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. And then I forgot that he goes to the wrong or that he was texted the, the wrong, wrong address. Yeah, that the, was the 314. Yeah. When it happened, I legitimately was like, that's not what it is. That was yeah. what I thought too. I was like, he told him the wrong address. Is he testing him? And then later, like, it was pretty nuts that that guy happened to be an undercover cop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, wow. Wait, no, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he, he really was. was. Which one? The guy that told him the wrong the address enforcer. and had gotten shot? Yeah. He was an undercover Timothy, cop. Timothy uh, Dutton or when whatever. When did they confirm that? Uh, the, the police. Uh, sorry, the, the news. They were like, undercover cop. He said it, and then the news said it. When did he? Because the well, news said it, but then Costello he, said they're... They're lying. I know, but that was just him being paranoid. I thought said the cops are calling him a cop. I'm not going to go looking for another cop. No, 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 no. He, the, 
Zach's right. What Costello is saying is they're they're calling him a cop, so I stop looking for the cop. Oh, I think maybe uh-huh. I just misunderstood. What he yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't remember it overtly saying he was, but he did indicate something like that when he, he was like, "Did you ever wonder why I didn't?" Yeah, tell me, out? tell me why I didn't tell anyone. And then we find out right after that uh, he's definitely, I think, and he, like he's an undercover cop. If that's how we're going off of, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, now I'm doubting that like he is because what he said was enough. tell me why and I won't tell anyone and then he died. No, 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 no. He said, <laughs> what he said was, he said, uh, uh, I knew whoever didn't show up was the rat. Yeah. And you've never been late in a day in your life. Uh, and I gave you the wrong address and you still showed up to the right place. And then he goes to draw his gun and he stops him. And he says, tell me why I didn't tell anyone. Is that- and what, and he's like, I think he, he wanted uh, like to be recognized in his final breath. Like, because he didn't want to, like he wasn't a criminal. He was a cop and he wanted Costigan who he now recognizes to be a cop to know at least, Hey, like, I'm dying your brother, not theirs. Mm. And then they reveal the very next thing. Like, yeah, no, he was a cop in a completely different uh, department. Cause. Oh, I don't remember that. Bill is a bill's a state trooper and he was, he's a, a Massachusetts state trooper. Uh, Dutton or whatever was Boston PD. So oh, they well, were in, mm. they were in two completely separate investigations that's the thing is like there there is so much going on in this movie yeah because i i missed that part yeah yeah so yeah no that was i mean crazy but i think it's i think that is actually part of the whitey Bulger story because uh frank costello is based on a real boston uh mobster whitey Bulger, and i think that was a real part of the story is that there were multiple undercovers in inside his unit that didn't even know each other were also undercover cops, which is kind of cool that that's mirrored by the end of the movie. Right. When you have the other guy, I don't remember his name. Yep. James Padge Dale sure. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. The other cop that was like, that was, that, yeah, that kills Leo. Yeah. Yeah. That, and the guy from kangaroo Jack, Oh. <laughs> Anthony Anderson. Oh, that's his name, right? Yeah, Anthony um, Anderson. Yeah. Gosh, that was so sad when Anthony Anderson, honestly, he, his death, it's not the most shocking to me, but it is the most sad to me because he is the most innocent. Yeah. Like yeah. also it, it, is Leo's plan also good, in transformers. Good. No, the, I think I was oh, like, yeah. um, I feel like you could have done this better. I think he was just desperate. I don't think that was a good plan. No, I don't think there was any way that works. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of which, Tyler, as someone who has family in law enforcement, is it that easy to delete someone's file? No. Probably not. That yeah. is the most implausible. <laughs> and it actually, that actually did take me out of this movie. Like, when that happens, I'm like, That's Delete? Just... Are you sure? Yes. Oh, well, he's gone. Yeah, it's just yeah. gone forever. <laughs> like, no, there's no government uh, agency that works that way. Like, no system. Like, pretty much, like, if if a government agency is like when they need a new like computer system or whatever pretty much the number one requirement is that records cannot be deleted like it's like yeah. the number one thing <laughs> no I, I i just i'm not even working in law enforcement just working in tech i can tell you that it 
That's just not how anybody would handle it. <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't just be like one of the normal buttons. Yeah, like a really big. You don't have to search for the delete button. It's, it's just like trash the can. first thing you but see. The thing is, is this, this movie, like if I didn't like this movie, that might have bothered me. And but the, I was bought in enough to be a good sure. audience member and be like, yeah. oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. I think there's a, a few of those kind of things for me where it's just like if I think too much about it, but like I don't care because I it's too fun. It's, yeah, this movie's too rewarding for yeah. me to be upset. Now, it would be pretty possible or like plausible for him to like somehow like otherwise obfuscate the record where it's like can't it's hard to find, you know, like, yeah, like change his name. Or yeah. 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 Like and, that. and I think that for the purposes of the movie, they're like, we'll just show a delete thing. Like that's way faster than trying to explain how he's going to bury this record. Um, but I mean, corrupt people do bury records all the time, you know? So like in that sense, it is legitimate. It's just not a delete button. <laughs> yeah. I would say, honestly, that was one of the, few things that like i was like hmm. <laughs> it was just uh it was one of those like this will save time let's move it along cinema sins you know mm -hmm. like, i had i had the thought and immediately it left my mind uh the i think the one thing that kind of bothered me about this movie is that matt damon faced no consequences for knifing that random guy oh i thought that something was going to come of that like it seemed so significant well was, i mean he did die the, yeah, the random guy. Sure. But it wasn't because he knifed that guy. Like, like, he, no. like, he, like no suspicion got thrown. I thought like there was something going to come of that. Right. I was like, oh, we just never addressed that. Actually, I, that part does feel pretty like believable to me. Like there are a lot of just unsolved murders. That, I think it like, feels believable just like from a story perspective. It sucks. It felt like it was going to have a payoff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. To me, like there was going to be some consequence for his, his mess up. And I guess in the end there was a consequence for him being corrupt. Right. But it just, it did, it never came back on him and it was a huge mistake that he made. And it, and it could have been the thing to be honest that caused Costigan uh, to be like completely to have no like mercy or trust or respect for him because he's like, I know you like, not only are you corrupt, like I've watched you murder a guy like, yeah. no, you're going down, you know, like, um, do you guys think the baby is Leo's or I was just about to ask that? Uh, what's his name's? Yeah. Damon's probably Leo's. It sounded like Matt was having some trouble. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. He was not, uh, having some sexual dysfunction. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really have I an opinion. I think it's Leo's. It could be. Yeah. I, th I think it's I think that's the sequel we need. I think that, uh, I think that she's uh, going to tell him that Leo's his father. Doesn't doesn't yeah. she tell Matt Damon about the baby, though? Yeah, yeah she, she does, told but Matt that Damon. was before she broke up with him. Before she yeah, thought he, I know. He was just bad. like, what was her plan then? Her plan was to just, just make Matt Damon raise the baby yeah, regardless of who's it was. Exactly. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. Never, never think about or tell him ever about Costigan ever. Like that's so why then, at the end but, she was like, and I thought I was the lawyer. No, okay, right. but, but for that to be believable, they had to have then had sexual intercourse. So oh, then it could be Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah it I could was, be. I was making a silly little yeah. joke. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Just being a silly yeah. Little I, I really don't know. Just a spooky little boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it odds are it's probably Matt Damon's because how many times did she have sex with Leo? I once think twice. Just, uh, like yeah. Once. Yeah. Was it wasn't it just once? Yeah, but at, once that it showed, I guess. But he, yeah. It's true. Once that it showed. Uh I feel like it is kind of telling that like it took this long to get to Vera Farmiga to like 
how consequential is she really to this like movie? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. She, no, she was the part like that story was the part that worked the least for me, I would say. Uh-huh. Yeah, I and agree. It, it feels like if you were to lift that out, there's not a ton that changes. I don't think so. Except for that. We, uh, I do like that. We get a little bit of satisfaction of like, it's one more insult to Matt Damon's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's that, true. like that we get is that like, oh, and he stole your girl. Like, yeah. you're that you're that big of a loser, yeah. you know, like that's true. I like that yeah. part of it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only function it seems to serve to me, though. Yeah. And for her to even tell him like that, you know, hey, do you want to talk about what happened last night? Like all of it is just to like make us like. Yeah. Realize how big of a weasel he really is, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I had read that um, Vera was like consulting with a real life psychiatrist to prepare for this role. And the psychiatrist read her parts of the movie and was like, yeah, everything, every decision that your character's making would be the wrong decision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <to make. laughs> that sounds about right. No, but she went to all the, the schools and like, she's like <laughs> clinically as good as anyone out in the real world. Yeah, you're right. The, the real life psychiatrist is wrong. <laughs> but do you know what? God forbid. God forbid. William Monaghan was correct. <laughs> that, uh, that childhood photo up anywhere. Right? Uh, yeah. 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 That seemed like such a weird also conflict point to me. It was weird. <laughs> I don't know if they like, it was like a, a pro and this was the only other thing that I really noticed about it was she had it in the box at Damon's apartment, like getting ready to set it up. And then it was a later scene where it's then hanging up in her apartment and she's packing stuff up. Yeah. It was like a continuity. <laughs> so did, yeah. She so did she, it. did she like, say okay i guess i'm taking this stuff back to this place that i will then have to repack again <laughs> <laughs> in three i don't know weeks. maybe matt damon was like get i don't even want it in my apartment <laughs> so she, she just left get it, it out <laughs> how else could we see that leo is a tender caring guy yeah yeah just put that scene before the other scene <laughs> i think it but was then it i think it probably the emotional was. payoff for her because he, yeah, this she is wouldn't the, the care. Thing. I think it probably was shot that way. It probably and was. in the editing room, they decide to flip it to give her more of a payoff on it. Yeah, well, could have been. Uh, Didn't can, like it. Don't approve. <laughs> can, yeah. I, can I go over some like wild what if casting? Okay, sure. Oh, I think this movie was perfectly cast. By the way, I don't. I don't have anybody I'd want to change. Uh, well, let's wait. Let's okay. wait to see how you feel. Timothy Oliphant. No, I'm just him. kidding. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant, uh, Stephen Root. Oh, wait. Timothy Oliphant was real? Timothy Oliphant is who? No, I'm just I'm oh, naming oh. Jake's favorite actors. Oh, okay. Got what, it. Uh, what I about, do like Stephen Root. I what know you do. The sergeant from Bad Boys was replacing the sergeant in this movie. <laughs> the captain. The captain, yeah. yeah. Replacing I Martin Sheen? Yeah. I can't think awful. of who that, who, what actor is that? Uh, 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 it's uh, Cypher. Yeah, it's... Charlize Theron? No. His last name starts with an L, doesn't it? Uh, Cypher from The Matrix. Yeah, it's uh, anyway. Let's oh, move oh on. that guy, <laughs> Joey Pantalone. Joey, Joey Pantalone. Yeah, Joey Pantalone. Joey Pants. Joey Pants. He would have been great as yeah. he's known in Boston. Uh, uh, actually, though, uh, I'll save that. I think that's one of the better ones. Um, Brad Pitt originally for Matt Damon's part. I like Matt in this. I think I like I Matt Damon. I think, and I still want to talk a little bit about Matt if we can in Leo. Um, but time. Matt, I I agree. Brad Pitt, I don't think was right for the part. And Brad was the one who said, I don't think I'm right for the part. I think I'm a little too old because mm. Brad produced this movie. Okay. 
Um, he may have even been the one to suggest Matt. Tom Cruise is Bill Costigan. No. 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 It's Leo. It's Leo. Ray Liotta is Dingham. Yeah. Who I could see Dingham? it. Yeah. I would uh, like Mark Wahlberg. I would have liked oh, that better. Oh, no. I, I like Really? Aren't, aren't you pretty uh, down on Ray Liotta? Yeah, but I hated that character, so like, I would could have leaned into it. it. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, exactly. I oh. think Mark was. I like so you Mark. like Mark Wahlberg too much to hate him in the movie? I actually like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Like, I think he's a decent IRL. actor and have has, like, I, I just like the way he does his roles and everything. I didn't all that much think he did that great in this movie more than any of his other stuff. That's so funny. Like, Scott owns a, every <laughs> Funky Bunch album. <laughs> Just like I, f- I feel Marky like this Mark. is one of his probably most like uh, critically approved roles. No, yeah. Transformers Five. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, I, forgot um, he was in I prefer Mark as Dingham. Al Pacino as Costello. No, I like Jack. No, I like Jack. I don't think this, and I don't think this is some. I don't think Al could could pull off that kind of a like creepy uncle yeah like zany yeah kind of funny guy that's, yeah it would have had to be a different character for us oh yeah. yeah it definitely would have been and maybe that's why i i would have i would have loved to see what that would have looked like um i i kind of wish we got al uh de niro is queenan no yeah eh. eh. queenan i think was the like i don't know he he wasn't I think Martin Sheen adequately like yeah. adequately acted it, and I think that uh, De Niro probably would have like maybe like I, I it feels like De Niro would have maybe taken me out of it a little bit, and like because like Queenan just isn't that important of a character, and That's, like you know I think what it is is like Queenan would have had a bigger role, I think, or yeah, had yeah. To have had a bigger role to justify uh-huh. Robert De Niro. It feels too small of a role for yeah, De Niro, right? Mel Gibson is Al. Alec Baldwin's character. <laughs> no, Alec Baldwin was great. In yeah, this movie. I I really liked. He was so good, but I think I would have loved Mel Gibson. In I would have too. Well. No, I, I really would. Only Mel Gibson hilarious. if he was playing. Uh, what's his name from what Lethal Weapon? It's a yeah. crossover. I think that yeah. I think that, Al, uh, that Alec Riggs. Baldwin plays that like this this like high strung. I don't. Know, I think he plays that better than than Mel could. I think it would be. An, I think it would have been a different character again. I don't think it would have been all that different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe well, I think Mel a little... Gibson in two thousand and six. Maybe not Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapon in the eighties. I mean, I think uh, at times in Lethal Weapon we see Mel Gibson just as unhinged and crazy. Yeah. And high strung. I think he. I think yeah. And I think we're getting uh, Mel Gibson into the early aughts in the next Lethal Weapon, by the way. They went that far between I think movies? So, wow. Yeah. That's nuts. Uh, I do love Alec Baldwin in this movie. And one of my favorite scenes is when they're golfing. Yeah. Like he's at the driving range. Yeah. They're, they're not golfing, but Matt Damon's there. Um, and that's when I thought to myself, like, is this movie a comedy? This movie's mm. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. What but, if it would have been Alec Baldwin's brother? Steven or what? Yeah, a, which a bunch one? Of them. There's I don't remember quite a few Baldwin's. No. Yeah, I mean Stephen. We'll go with Stephen Baldwin. Stephen, I think, is the most second most famous. Right? Am I wrong? Probably. Yeah, but probably uh, wrong or probably right. Probably the second most oh, famous okay. Baldwin. Um, but uh, no, I I really liked Alec Baldwin in this. Like, yeah, when he go when he uh is like doing his back and forth with uh Dingham in the very beginning, and he leaves, and he goes. 
uh, don't don't let this interaction uh, spoil you. He's normally a very pleasant guy. Like it was just really funny and yeah. like you he know also, he did another part that made me laugh where they were like about to do they were like gonna they had the unsuccessful sting and then he's like do you want a cigarette and he's just like going so fast like, I know they're bad for you but I'm gonna have a cigarette and then you he probably just leaves. you you're probably just, don't have a cigarette you're a healthy yeah. guy all right and he's you're one of those healthy yeah. you. yeah. <laughs> go screw yourself yeah. and he's so sweaty <laughs> I also love how upset he got at that one guy yeah and he just <laughs> takes him in the face can I talk to you for a second yeah. like over here just tack him <laughs> yeah, yeah Alban was great I, I in to go back to Queen in a little bit like because I you guys are, are correct in that like it's a, it's a smaller role and whatnot um but maybe I misunderstood you Tyler I thought you said something like it's he's like a, a whatever character or something like that but I really he's like one of the more compelling characters no uh, yeah i think what i mean is like he is not as consequential to the story yeah. like as a character yeah. um like who he is as a character is not as consequential to the story as uh -huh. what he does yeah versus like some of these other characters who they are is probably more important than what they do uh, and so I, that's specifically what I mean by that. For sure. And I, I think you're right. Um, but one of the scenes that I love in this movie is when Costigan shows up at Queenan's house and he brings him in and he's like, have you eaten? Like, oh, come on, let's go. Oh, to the yeah. Because yeah. it feels like in that moment, this is this is literally like Leo's only friend. Yeah. And then when he dies, it it's so, uh, it's really like gut-wrenching because it's like Leo truly is alone. Yeah. Like, Dingham isn't, he he's not going to be a reliable enough ally for Leo. And right. like, you really feel his like anxiety. Yeah. That's like, well, you know that Dingham's not going to be reliable enough because he knows that he's the only link to these undercover agents. And he's just like, I'm walking. Right. Like, he, he, he knows he's the only person that can help him. He just leaves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So I feel like you're exactly right. But I also don't think that he has that, uh, compassion for leo no yeah, no what did you know that's exactly that what I'm he'd saying, stick like, his neck out to help him right even like if he Queen stuck around did. i don't yeah. think he would have been helpful yeah right definitely. exactly i agree uh and zach that is probably my one of my favorite parts you you know you had mentioned like going back and kind of talking about leo a little bit i think one of my favorite uh things about leo's performance in this movie is watching his uh like watching his anxiety his anxiety build over time yeah like like you just really like it's a it's a smooth ramp the entire time of like his building anxiety and like he does it so well in a way that like i don't necessarily notice or think about his growing or mounting anxiety i'm just feeling as an audience member that same mounting anxiety mm -hmm. and i think that i think that's a, a really like impressive thing for an actor to do you know yeah i think that this he has maybe the most reasonable uh, mindset and reaction towards being undercover that I've ever seen in a movie. Most people are like, I was undercover for 20 years and they're just like <laughs> yeah. hard as iron. Right. And then he's like, I am so scared yeah. all the time. Yeah. And that's, I must be how it feels like. Yeah. It's the most reasonable. Like I had that thought. I was like, man, this is the most believable. You know, me who knows nothing. I would be terrified. Uh, yeah. This feels more believable than anything I've seen. Yeah. And I can't picture like Brad Pitt being able to, 
communicate that. And no. I can't think of very many <laughs> actors that could do that. Especially, what about- I'm sorry, real quick, Scott, especially the scene uh, where he's on the phone with Dingham and he's like, where's Queen and where's Queen and he's like, look, this is what's going on. And like, I think it's disinformation. I think we just need to ignore it. But he's like free. Like he is so paranoid. Like yeah. that's like the sort of the hype of his like, paranoia but he ends up being correct like it was like we see right away it was misinformation and it led you know it led matt damon to to tell frank that it's like yeah it's definitely not bill like Mm -hmm. Uh yeah that yeah yeah yeah. how we've talked about matt damon's character a little bit but how'd you guys feel about his performance i think it was good i i didn't really I don't know. I think he probably has, in my opinion, the weaker of the performances compared to his own career. I, I Interesting. Think, okay. I think it was. I think he. I think he delivered what we needed for the movie. Like I think he was yeah. right. I didn't and uh, didn't detract anything. But you know, he's like to me the worst guy there. So I, I didn't. I didn't like him. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, I think he delivered what he needed. I think he did a good job. I love Matt Damon. And I think in some ways that he's almost a little maybe underrated in like today's field of actors. I think that he can do, he can do like the, like he can kind of make you feel whatever he wants you to feel. Like he can be an unlikable guy, but you can still root for him in Goodwill Hunting. Right. He can be a likable guy and you can root for him in plenty of his movies. I think of like the Martian. Martian. Yeah. He can be an unlikable and you don't like him at all, like in this. And he does unlikable really, really well. Like he's really good at being that kind of like douchebag type guy that can really get under your skin. And I think he I think he just like really does that really well in a way that I feel like a lot of actors wouldn't be able to do. Yeah, no, I don't think I could see other people doing it. I think he did a good job. Like, like I think, I think you're right. Like, I think he usually delivers exactly what's needed of him. Yeah, I, I think like I don't think I would disagree with you, Tyler, when you say like, how does it stack up to other performances he's had? I don't think I'd say like this is far and away one of the best ones, but I think it's cool to almost like collecting infinity stones to look at all the different like types of characters he's played and this is just like a really cool additional one mm. uh compared to like um i'm blanking on like talented mr ripley or even oceans when he's just like a kind of dweeby weird like he's played so many different types of people and he's always really good i agree yeah which uh, infinity stone do you think this one is <laughs> like the mind stone or it's the the cuck stone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the lesser known of yeah. the stones. Yeah. yeah. The ED stone. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a little blue pill stone. Also, I just gotta say, like coming like marrying into a family of firefighters where every man in the family I married to into is a firefighter. I loved the scene where he's just like ripping it. <laughs> yeah. Take that. Firefighters. Firefighters. Go get a cat out of a tree. Zach, I think your house might burn down soon. I know. Yeah. I would be, I'd be very careful around lighting candles these days. <laughs> It's funny because like police hate firefighters, but like the general public like love firefighters. Uh-huh. That's why police hate firefighters. Yeah. I remember I was like going on. Uh, this was probably like 10 to 15 years ago. I was on a ride along with my neighbor who was a police officer and I uh, was talking about potentially wanting to 
join the force or whatever. And he was like, dude, if you're going into public service, like not my neighbor, but one of the other police officers there, he was like, if you're going into public service, go be a firefighter. Everyone loves firefighters. Yeah. He's like, no one throws stuff at firefighters. (laughs) It sounds like such a good time. Like if I was fit, that sounds like a great time. You just, you like hang out, you work out. Yeah. And then you like, you go fight the occasional fire. Like it's a bad time when it's a bad time, but most of the time it sounds pretty fun. It's true. One time I was with my brother-in-law, Nick, and we, um, like my wife, Kate and I, and then Nick, and then, uh, his girlfriend at the time wife now we all went to go see a concert and we ended up meeting one of the musicians afterwards and he was talking to us he's like what do you guys do and i was like i'm a pediatric oncology nurse like i help kids with cancer and he's like cool what do you do and looked at nick and nick is like i'm going to be a firefighter and he was like that is amazing (laughs) thank you so much we need (laughs) i save kids from cancer I currently do it. <laughs> what you don't know is that he hates kids with cancer. Yeah, he mm, definitely. Yeah, who was the artist? Let's dox him. <laughs> uh, it was one of the musicians from. Um, oh, man, I can't think of uh, I who can't, you even saw. Yeah. Pink Martini. Oh. I don't even know. Who I don't know his so. name, so I can't dox him personally. Disrespect. <laughs> yeah. So if you uh, very we're officially now on a tater tot strike of uh, pink martini. <laughs> <laughs> pink martini is anti kids with cancer <laughs> and or just anti Zach. That's true. <laughs> and either way, I choose to boycott the vibe. them. It yeah. could have been the Matt Damon of his story. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you don't know what oncology means. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like he explained it to him. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what do you guys say? Uh, we put this one in the books. Let's do it. Uh, Jake, uh, this was your movie, so we're going to go to you first. I'm going to give this movie an 8.8 creepy uncles. All right, Scott, we'll go to you. I'm going to give this uh, 1.3. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to give. (laughs) 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 Jake's going to try to win this year. And so I was was trying to give this one a low one. Um, It was too, too unbelievable to react. I'm going to give this uh, an 8.6. Um, family members that have died. Zach, I'm gonna give this movie eight point seven cranberry juices. Wow. Well, I'm gonna give this uh nine even uh bullets to the head. Uh, so once again, as a reminder, the, uh, uh, rotten tomatoes gave this a 90%. IMDB gave it an 8.5 and on rotten potatoes, the departed is an 87%. Hold on. You have to hit enter on yours. I don't think it's calculated your score yet. Oh, Some like technical we, difficulties. No, it did. Do we have uh, elevator music? Yeah. I'm off. I'm off that cell. Oh, interesting. Um, so, uh, 87% on, uh, Rotten Tomatoes making it number 16 out of 158 for not us. Bad. That's, that's a respectable place for it, I would say. I, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I kind of thought you guys would have rated this a little higher than you did. I I don't know. I feel okay with it. <laughs> I, like, I feel like I, I couldn't rate this. Like I think I rated it on par with Raging Bull, and I feel like I couldn't rate it like that much higher yeah that's fair and this i couldn't is, rate it higher than goodfellas which i think i had at like a nine or a 9.1 this is my second highest rated movie this season wow what was number one 310 to yuma 
Mm. I gave a 8.9. Not surprising. Uh, well, we are speaking of you, Scott, we are going to you for our, uh, last episode of this season. Yes, we are. We're finally shutting it down. I don't, if I'm kind of sad, it's going to be over. It's, it's, uh, there is a sense where I am, uh, uh, sad it's going to be over and a much truer sense where I'm glad (laughs) it's going to be over. Are there any other reason? Yeah. (laughs) Are there any other 10 plus movie franchises that we haven't seen? I'm sure there. I'm sure there are. I mean, you could go into Sharknado next. (laughs) (laughs) They have quite a few. I feel like they don't. They're not as popular. As Transformers. The yeah. Mummy. I haven't seen any of The Mummy. I think there's only like three mummies. There's only three mummies. I think we already have like a Scorpion King. Yeah, there yeah. is. And then there's the Tom Cruise reboot. Yeah, yeah. but that's this, not related. It's not a Scorpion reboot. The Scorpion King. Also, I, I've already picked The Mummy for next year. So Perfect. We've that. got one of six. So, right. yeah. Um, next week is F9, The Fast Saga. Only after this, uh, three movies left. <laughs> only th- what what because oh, there's still fast series. 10 yeah and fast 11 fast 12 or fast, fast 10 part two and fast 10 part three yeah we're not yeah. sure yet exactly how <laughs> they're gonna do it. the only thing we're certain of is that it won't mash up with any of the other titles jake any final thoughts before we get out of here yeah this is a Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.